So 2020 was a reminder to me that all of us can potentially fall into this cycle where you get comfortable and so you fall in and out of love with the things that you once enjoyed. So really being able to fall back in love with those things. Thanks for joining the CC America podcast, where we are getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the CC America podcast. My name is Tamaria Jordan, and I am your host for today. We are just going to talk about 2020 year end review. So for me, I want to share the life lessons that I've learned, the lessons in love and the lessons about myself in hopes of really inspiring and uplifting others. We all know that 2020 was a year filled with many ups and downs for many of us. I know the way that my year started was a bit rocky, meaning in January when I found out that I was pregnant, I was excited, but I was also nervous considering the things I had went through with my first pregnancy. But I said, you know, I'm going to trust God. And a few weeks after finding out I was pregnant, we found out that I was miscarrying. And so I had a DNC surgery in February and then 13 miscarriage pills later and several doctor's visits. Um, The miscarriage finally ended in March. And it was at that time that I realized that I could really not be here. But God saw fit to give me a chance to live, to continue to share my story, to be able to uplift and help other people. And the reason I say that is in August of 2010, So over 10 years ago, God gave me the vision for CC America and I sat on it. I did things to help progress where I was, like I founded the LLC. I got my EIN numbers over eight years ago for CC America. I then started designing t-shirts and products that I figured at some point in the future I would release, but I just never got around to doing it because there was always something. There was always something that came up that I allowed to take precedence over doing what I felt in my heart was what I was called to do. And it was in August 2010 that I realized that who I am is not defined by a title. It is literally the things that I do to encourage and uplift others. So for me, my mantra is, Tamaria is someone who inspires the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith. And that literally became my mantra from 2010 on forward until now. And so everything that I do, I want it to tie back to that. I want it to tie back to How do I really make my mark on the world? How do I really inspire others? How do I encourage and uplift? And that's where the CC America podcast was born. So for me, 2020 has been, like I said, filled with many ups and downs, but there's been so many blessings. I've actually put the time and dedication into working on my own businesses as much as I've worked for other companies in the past. I have always given my jobs my all. I have always supported other people and given them my all, but it was rare that I gave myself my all, meaning I did not put in the effort to do the things that I knew I was called to do. And some of that stemmed from fear. 
So I'll start with the life lessons that I learned in 2020. Then I'll tackle a few love lessons followed by just some personal growth uh, lessons that I've learned in hopes of encouraging and inspiring others to keep going. So the life lessons. One of the key life lessons that I learned in 2020 is that life is short. Um, Starting out the year going through the miscarriage really put things in perspective for me because we know that some people go through surgeries and they come out okay. Other people don't. And we don't know you know, why it doesn't happen for some people. And if we learned anything from COVID, it's that life is short. And literally any of us could be gone in the blink of an eye. And that's a hard pill to swallow when you think about where you are now and you think about the things that maybe you've put off or that you want to do. And it makes me a little emotional because I think about the fact that We did lose a lot of people in 2020, and it's hard when you think about the people who've been lost to COVID or car accidents or other accidents that happen. Um, It's a lot, and you wonder if there were things that they wanted to do that they never accomplished um, for whatever reason. And so for me, I learned you know, that life is short and that I'm waiting. I'm sitting on gifts that God gave me that I really could be utilizing to help other people. But in turn, it's been helping me. So I think the realization for me that life is short really put things in perspective. And it it made me take a step back and really look at my life and look at what I where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. And start to make a change because it's not going to be roses and sunshine every day. Some days it's going to be tough. And this year, I had a lot of tough days. I have cried many days. um, But then there were also times where I celebrated. I celebrated the fact that I was alive. I remember my very first episode. It was called Pandemic Proportions. I was just excited to be alive. So in that episode, I I laughed, I cried, but I was just overjoyed by the fact that I was still here and that I had another chance to do the things that I felt God put on my heart to do many, many years ago. So we all go through different adversities, but with faith, we can overcome them. And faith, as we know, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So I like to say to myself now that faith walks, fear cripples, because fear crippled me for many, many years to the point that I wasn't even walking. I wasn't doing anything because I was afraid. I was afraid of the enemy. I was afraid of, uh, you know, what I thought Satan could do, but he really doesn't have any control over our lives. Anything that happens, he has to go to God for permission and Once I started to realize that, I realized a lot of the things that held me back while those thoughts come and fear can be real. But I love how someone put it, false evidence appearing real. It's true. We may see bits and pieces, but he doesn't show us the whole truth. So we know that life is short, but it's interesting because believing that or knowing that it can make you be fearful because you're afraid of when you will die. And you forget to live. 
So for anyone who this year has dealt with grief or loss, know that I am with you and I understand because I too have gone through similar things in terms of we lost our child and then on top of that, losing family members and friends in 2020. It has been rough. What I will say is that God is still faithful. He's still on the throne and he reminds us each and every day that even though he reigns on the just and unjust, that we can trust him to work everything out for our good, even when we don't know why we're going through the things we're going through. So in March of this year, actually March 4th, before I launched the first podcast episode, I had read Psalm 91 and it says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked if you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling. No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That scripture has been the basis for my 2020. There were times where I was more diligent is what I would say about my daily affirmations and reciting that scripture because the news and all of the images that we've seen, all of the things that have happened in 2020 have been pretty unbelievable. Um, But at the same time, realizing that God is still in control and that even though life is short and we don't know how much time we have here, we are also still very blessed. I am blessed to be able to sit here right now and even record this show so that even when my time is called, I can leave my mark on this world in hopes of inspiring and encouraging even just a few. But I thank God that he's blessed me thus far to be able to touch people in over 19 countries. And I thank God for each of you for tuning in week after week and listening and sharing the show. So I encourage you to continue to do that because you never know what people are going through and what they may need to hear or what could help and inspire them. So Again, the first lesson that really hit home for me and from a life perspective is that life is short and I don't have a whole lot of time to do what I feel that I'm called to do. When I say not a lot of time, we look at how fast this year went by. I look at the 36 years I've been on this earth and I'm like, wow, 36 years have passed. I hope and pray that I live many, many more years. Maybe when I'm in my 70s, I'm looking back and listening to some of these shows And thinking about, wow, that really flew by. 
My hope and prayer is that I will be here for a while. But let me tell you, the time is flying by. I can't even believe that our daughter is two now because I remember it seems like yesterday when I found out I was initially pregnant and so much has happened from the time that, that my daughter was born until now. So that's why I say life is short. It really flies by. And as a kid, when adults tell you that, you hear it, but you don't understand it. You don't understand it until you become an adult and you realize that it really does fly by and you wish you could get that time back. But time is one thing that we cannot get back. So make sure that you spend it wisely, which pretty much leads me to my next point, which is enjoy the time you have. And the reason I say enjoy the time you have, it's because so much of our life can be spent on things that really don't matter. And that has been a huge life lesson for me. I have spent so much of my life worrying and I can't pretend that I still don't worry, but I spend so much of my time worrying that I sometimes forget to smell the roses, but I have so many roses to smell, meaning I have so many things to be thankful for. I have a roof over my head. I have a job. I have my family. I have my friends. I have so many things to be grateful for. So enjoy the time you have. And next, be grateful. Um, be grateful for everything. And that was something that I think COVID really helped put into perspective because so many people were going through so many tough things. And do I know quite a few people who have caught COVID? Absolutely. So I know that it's real. And I also know that God is real. Have we lost people as a result of COVID? Yes, we have. And God is still real and God is still on the throne. And I don't understand it. Let me tell you, I've had plenty of moments of grief, of sadness, um, just feeling like I was in a dark place. And then God would give me a glimmer of hope to let me know that everything was going to be okay, even though I didn't understand it. So in those moments, I was thankful for the time I did get to spend with my family, for the time that I did get to spend with our extended family members or friends. So it reminded me that in all things, I need to give thanks and be grateful and really enjoy the time that, that I have here on this earth. Um, enjoy the moments. I sometimes will stare at my daughter or I'll make videos and I'll go back and I'll look at them because it allows me to relive the moment. It allows me to smile. It allows me to laugh and really be present and enjoy it. So another thing that I would say that has been resonating with me is to be present and being present, meaning Yes, I do take my short videos and I will record from time to time so that I can go back and watch those videos and laugh or relive those moments. But I've also made an intentional effort in 2020 to be present, to live in the moment, to put my phone to the side from time to time. So yes, I may want to take those pictures so I can go back and look at those moments, but then I'm also being intentional about being present and enjoying those moments as well. So the life lessons um, for me thus far have been recognizing that life is short, 
but we have been given the blessing of living it. We are still here enjoying the time that we have, being grateful and being present, being present, feeling what you feel in this moment, good, bad, or indifferent. I have allowed myself to feel bad. (laughs) Like, honestly, if I wasn't feeling good, I just wasn't feeling good. I wasn't having a good day and that was okay. But I actually acknowledged it this year where I was like, you know what? I don't feel good. I am not okay. And anyone that knows me knows that I am not the person who will typically say I'm not okay. I'm the person who's always good. Everything is fine. Even when I may be falling apart or my life is falling apart. But you can't tell because I look good on the outside, but I might be slowly dying inside. But this year, I was present for the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I am okay with that. (laughs) So the next portion of things and lessons learned that I want to talk about is lessons in love. Now, this one, what I will say is one thing that I learned when my husband and I got married And it actually took me a little while. I didn't learn it immediately. Probably a few months into the marriage, I learned that we cannot expect other people to love us like we love them. And what I mean by that is sometimes in love, we place expectations on our families, on our friends, on different people to treat us or love us how we love or treat others. Now, the the problem with that is sometimes we may not realize that how we may have been raised isn't necessarily the best way or it's not the only way. Maybe I should say it that way. It's not the only way, but sometimes because it's our experience, we project that unknowingly on other people. And I remember my husband and I, when we first got married, and we laugh about it now, but I remember it was something so simple, but I was expecting him to know and do things like how I was raised. And one day he was like, I didn't grow up in that house. And he was right. And it wasn't anything like super serious. It was just literally something simple. Um, And it was a life-changing, eye-opening moment for me. But I feel like in 2020, my vision is a lot clearer. And now I realize through relationships with not only my husband, but my family, my friends, that sometimes even when we have the best intentions or we think we have the best intentions, we may impose upon other people our expectations. So we should try to love people the way they need to be loved, not the way that we want to be loved. And that is sometimes hard because when I think about my role in training and development, we often teach the way we want to be taught, but that doesn't work for everyone. There's a reason why there's different learning styles. Some people prefer to learn by doing, some people learn by hearing, some people learn by reading. So it's really trying to figure out in love with regard to any relationship that you are in, how does that person need to be loved? Not how you want to be loved necessarily, but what does that person need from you to feel loved? Another lesson in love that I learned in 2020, or that I would say that I'm getting better with, is really truly forgiving. 
Um, I a lot of things kind of came to the surface this year where I realized that I have some hurts from different situations. And while those hurts may be real, those situations may be real, I have a choice. I have a choice to forgive and not allow myself to become bitter, to become angry, to become resentful. I have a choice to allow myself to forgive, to free myself and to free others. And when I realized that, I was like, you know what? Yes, things happen to us in life. They absolutely do. And are we wrong for how we feel in the moment? I don't think so. We respond into life as it's coming to us. But what I felt and what I learned in 2020 is that I don't have to hold on to those things. I don't have to allow myself to become or stay a victim. If something happens to me that I don't like, I have a responsibility to speak up and speak up from a, a place of love, not from a place of malice or hurt, but to speak up and say how I truly feel, but not allow situations, isolated situations to change how I feel about everything or about a job or about a person. Um, because I have been I can think of several situations. I won't get into the details now, but I'm sure at some point I will share them. I've had situations even in the workplace where I felt like things were not fair. And this is like from many years ago. I remember being so hurt and a pastor who I I really appreciate and I love and just I'm thankful for her presence in my life. She told me that my heart wasn't right. And I said, my heart, why do I have to fix my heart? Because no one cares how I feel. But now in 2020, like I said, my vision is a lot clearer. I understand what she means. The reason that she said what she said is because she knew that if I allowed that poison to seep in, even if I was treated unfairly, even if I felt I was justified in how I felt, if I let that poison seep into my spirit, it was going to change me. It was going to change my heart. And I realized, I said, you know what? I don't have time to walk around here bitter, upset, um, or feeling any type of way or holding any type of grudge against anyone. And oftentimes I think we may think that we've forgiven. I know people say, um, you know, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. Sometimes when we don't forget, it allows that pain to stay. And I'm not saying forget the things that have happened to you, but figuring out how we can use it and turn it around for good. So I will say towards the end of the year, that was a lesson that really hit home for me. And I really thought to myself, some of the things and situations I've held on to, why did I hold on to them? And really the most important thing is forgiving ourselves and also forgiving others because it sets us both free. It sets us both free to be able to love, to be able to bounce back from situations that may um, tear us down if we let it. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants us to be bitter and broken. But God is like, no, that's not how, that is not my best for you. If you choose to pick up the bitterness and you choose to be broken, you choose to be a victim, you can because he gave us free will. But is that really what you want? And let me tell you, Tamaria has decided that is not what I want. And I'm okay with not picking that mess back up. So 
I have been in a much better place in terms of feeling free. So forgiveness is freeing. It truly is. It lets you be able to still see people, love people, and not change who you are because of the situations that you've gone through. And that is really important because life happens fast. And sometimes the situations you go through will make you hard. It will make you cold if you let it. And that's what we have to say. You know what? No, I'm not doing that. I'm going to allow myself to love freely and not allow the situations I've been through in life define or change who I am. So another lesson in love that I think is worth highlighting is to find moments. And it goes back kind of to what I said earlier about life. Find moments to enjoy where you are. So there is this thing called hedonic adaptation, where after a while, the satisfaction that you get from certain situations, it decreases just because you're comfortable with it. And I remember at the beginning of the year, I took a class and it talked about that. And they talked about how it can really take you to a place where you forget. So when you think about love for anything, your passions, your projects, your um, the relationships that you're in, think about what made you get to that point. What made you love that particular thing? What made you love that person? What made you um, enjoy that activity? And it, like I said, it goes back to enjoying it, but all of us can kind of get in a cycle of getting comfortable. And what I mean by that is um, it's the hedonic treadmill example that they give. Um, it's also referred to as hedonic adaptation, but it's the observed tendency of humans to quickly return to a relatively stable level of happiness despite major positive or negative events or life changes. And that is how Wikipedia defines it. But there's several um, YouTube videos, articles, and things like that about hedonic adaptation. But when you start to love what you do or what you've done, it really helps you get out of that treadmill cycle. So when you think about a treadmill, you're running, but you're really not going anywhere. You're running on the treadmill that's literally recycling the same track. So you think about life, there are so many opportunities to fall out of love with what you love. And so in order for you to maintain that level of love and excitement, you have to do some things a little bit different. You have to realize that everyone can go through this particular cycle, but how can you make things different? How can you find the meaningfulness in the activities that you're doing? How can you rekindle the fire, the flame in your relationship? How can you get that joy back that you once had about maybe your favorite hobby or a talent that you used to love, but you suddenly realize that maybe it wasn't as enjoyable? And it's not that it's not as enjoyable. It's just because we may have fallen into a cycle. So 2020 was a reminder to me that all of us can potentially fall into this cycle 
where you get comfortable and so you fall in and out of love with the things that you once enjoyed. So really being able to fall back in love with those things. So a personal example for me is I loved to dance and I found myself being so overwhelmed and stressed out at times that I stopped. At the beginning of the pandemic, I did such a good job of really enjoying it, enjoying dancing, enjoying what I used to love. And somewhere along the line, the flame slowly died out. And now it's hard for me to get back started. But it's that's a simple example. But think about how often that happens in our relationships with people. It's a cycle. We get comfortable. And then you start to take those relationships, those friendships for granted. So find ways to think about why you fell in love with that person or why you love doing certain things. Figure out the why and think about those things so that it will bring to your remembrance a way to get out of that cycle. Because the thing is recognizing that that cycle does exist. But once you realize that that cycle exists, figuring out what life changes can I make to get out of that cycle? How can I make sure that I am still responding to life, that I'm still present, that I'm still here? Um, Because we are living life. We are still here. And so how do we beat it? How do we really make ourselves feel better? But then how do we also do better? How do we make sure that what we're going through doesn't allow the happiness from our life to fade slowly? So it's getting off of that treadmill, getting off of that merry-go-round and really taking time to enjoy life, to be grateful for what you have, to be intentional about enjoying things again, to pay attention and acknowledge it. Because then once you realize what it would be like not to have those things, I think it will really help you see what things really truly make you happy. Because if you think about not having them, it puts things in perspective. So When we think about love, it really is love people how they need to be loved. Forgiveness is freeing and enjoy what you fell in love with. Really enjoy it. Figure out what makes you happy, what makes you tick and do those things. And then the last section is me. What did I learn about me in 2020? Let me tell you, sometimes I think about myself and I'm like, oh, girl, you are a hot mess at times. But we all have our moments. (laughs) And what I learned about myself is that throughout my life, I have given so many people free reign to dictate how I felt about myself. So what I learned about me is I have to take control of my own life. And so for anyone who feels like they are losing control or they feel like they don't know, you know, what they want to do, what they're passionate about, at the end of the day, 
you get to control what your life looks like. Other people can give you an opinion about what they think, but only you truly know what you need and what you want in life. And for years, I will say I allowed other people um, knowingly and sometimes unknowingly dictate the decisions that I made. Say, for instance, you're at a job and that job is really toxic and it's not helpful for you, but you allow little tidbits that other people give you make you stay in a place where you're unhappy. And I will admit I did that for a long time where I was not happy, but because other people cared about me and they wanted the best for me, they would give me advice. Advice like, you know, you have responsibilities, so you can't just up and leave your job. And it's true. I couldn't leave a job without another job, but I ended up, I think, putting up with things that I wouldn't have otherwise when I felt like I could do better or could find better. And it was more so those conversations led me to be more fearful as opposed to having more faith and really trusting God to deliver me and provide me with a new opportunity. So I stayed in a place where I was unhappy for a while because I was concerned about what other people would say, what it would look like. I was concerned about the things, the responsibilities that I had and what if I do walk away or is it possible that I'll be able to find a different position, you know, making what I make. But now I fast forward and I thank God that I finally did get the faith to just make a change, make a change in my life. And I'm happy about that. Did I have great experiences? Absolutely. Did I enjoy what I did? I did at times, but at some point you have to realize you have to control your life. And if something is no longer suiting you, that it's okay to move on. It doesn't mean that you don't appreciate what has been done for you. It doesn't mean that you don't appreciate the opportunity God is giving you. But even the word says there's a season for everything in Ecclesiastes. And it's true. My season was up. But had I stayed, I probably wouldn't be doing this right now. So realizing that I have to control my destiny, I have to control my life. It's on me, which leads me to my second point. We are not the victim. Even though things happen to us, at the end of the day, we can allow that feeling to stay, but it really does cripple you. So when you look at the decisions that you've made in your life, maybe you were influenced by other people, but you made a choice. So an example for me is I made a choice not to pursue my business ventures because I had so many other things going on. I made a choice to listen to people that maybe God didn't give the, like God didn't show them my vision. He gave the vision to me. And actually on the latest episode of the podcast, um, the interview that I had with Sharman Anderson, she says that she says, you know, don't listen to everyone's opinion because at the end of the day, it's so true. We will go and solicit advice from everyone, but God didn't give everyone your vision. He gave you the vision. It's up to you to make a move. Yes, it's important for you to have people in your corner. It's He does bring people in your life to help. And then you also in turn help them. But 
Sometimes he may give you a vision that no one else understands. Think about Apple computers. Imagine if the founder didn't do what he felt in his heart to do because no one else had ever done it before. Imagine that. And thank God that Steve Jobs didn't let that stop him. But imagine if he did, how different would things be now? So, I mean, it's just amazing that sometimes in life, we will allow situations or people to put us in a box. And as long as we feel like the victim, we stay in that box. So for me, I learned we got to get out of that box. If you're in that box, I'm telling you, get out of it. Recognize, you know what? I am not defined by the things that have happened to me. I am not defined by the things people have said. I am not defined by anything other than what I choose to allow to define my life. So we are not victims. We are victorious. You know what? That's what I should say. We are not victims. We are victorious. That is my new mantra. <laughs> um, it is so real and so true. But once I realized that, I'll say the game has changed and is changing for me. So I will say that this year, again, it's been a lot, but I am I'm really learning to just be present and enjoy where I am. And it's funny that in every segment that I mentioned the life lessons or lessons in general about life, love, and myself, they all have some form of being grateful, being present, and just really enjoying the gift that we've been given, which is time. You are still here for a reason. I am still here for a reason. And Whoever is supposed to hear this message, I hope and pray that they do. I hope and pray that they would be encouraged and know that we can learn a lot from one another. We are overcome by the power of our testimony. And at the end of the day, God is still in control. And I have seen God move in my life. So I do believe that he will move in yours. I know that he will continue to move in mine. And even when I don't see the way, I know that there is a way. In a nutshell, I'll recap those lessons for you. Life is short, but God is real. Remember that when you're feeling down, when you're worried about what's happening, enjoy the time that you have. Be grateful and be present. Love people the way that they need to be loved. Forgiveness is freeing. It truly is. Find ways to enjoy what you fell in love with. Don't fall into the trap of being on the hedonic treadmill where you're just going through life and you're not enjoying the moments. Enjoy it. You are the controller of your own destiny. We are not victims. We are victorious. And in all things, give thanks and enjoy. Enjoy where you are. Enjoy the lessons that you've learned. Enjoy the people that God has placed into your life. So I hope that you have found this message to be um, 
encouraging, uplifting, and inspiring because that is my goal. That's what I do. I want to inspire the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith. Um, I am passionate about inspiring other people, and I know it's not by chance. And throughout this year, after starting the podcast, I too have been inspired by the testimonies of my guests, by reliving and thinking through some of the situations that have occurred in my life and how they have changed me for the better. Do I regret anything that happened in 2020? Some things were uncomfortable, but I don't. I truly don't. And the reason I don't regret it is because I grew from it. You can't regret what you grow from. Let me tell you, I feel like a brand new woman. I am excited. I know that the best is yet to come. I know that there are so many blessings on the horizon, and I am just excited to be here. I am still standing, and here we are on 12-29-2020, and I just hope that your best years are ahead of you and that you realize that you are here for a reason. God has a purpose for your life, but it's up to us to see it and to walk in that purpose. It may have taken me over 10 years to really dedicate my time, my treasure, and my talent to myself. But I'm so glad, I'm so glad that I did, that I am putting the time and the effort into pursuing my dreams, into controlling my destiny. So on that note, I will close us out in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this time of fellowship. Thank you for this message Thank you for these reminders that we are the controllers of our destiny, that life is short, but you are real. You have given each of us time here on this earth for a specific purpose. Only you and us know what that purpose is because I believe that you give us examples or you talk to us even in the moments when we may not realize it. It may take us a while for it to really come full circle but there are always nuggets being given to us all around when we get silent and when we get still. For anyone struggling, trying to figure out what their purpose is in life, I pray that you would just cover them, that you would give them peace and that you would give them clarity, that you would allow them to be still and to hear whatever it is that you want them to hear so that they can become the men and women that you created them to be. We know that everything under the sun, there is a season to it. And there's beginnings and there's endings. But then there's also a middle that we should enjoy. Life is full of ups and downs. There's things that are outside of our control that happen to us. But because of you, we can allow those testimonies to be given through us. So no matter what we may be going through, that we may be able to stand firm. And like in Psalm 91, that we know that your angels are protecting us and that we can call on you when we need you. For anyone dealing with grief, depression, doubt, despair, God, cover them right now and comfort them because life is real and many people are hurting. But we know that you have the final say and that you can turn our mourning into dancing and that you can turn our weeping into joy. I pray that you would give everyone listening under the sound of my voice joy. Give them peace. Give, trade their pain 
for pleasure, Lord God. Give them pleasure in the things that they do, the things that they see. Allow them to start to enjoy life again. Allow them to see even clearer for 2021. We know that 2020, if you can see 2020, you have clear vision. I pray that you would give your people clear vision, that you would allow us to walk in boldness in 2021, that you would cover and protect our listeners and their families and their friends. Keep them safe, Lord God. Keep them safe and keep them strong. Let them find pleasure in life again if they've lost it. Let them just feel peace, happiness, joy, all the good things that come with life. And even though we may go through things, allow us to recognize that we can feel what we feel in those moments, but that those moments don't have to last forever. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that you would cover everyone under the sound of my voice. Amen. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the CC America podcast. Please be sure to like, rate, and subscribe. And follow us on all of our social media platforms at CC America LLC.